Welcome to Holistic Trauma Healing, a podcast that empowers you to heal trauma in the same way it has affected you as a whole person. I am Lindsay Lockett, your host. I have discovered a profound path to healing trauma that allows us to move out of the role of victim and into the role of empowered and conscious creator of our best possible reality. I offer hope, healing insights, and practical tips as you get to the root of how trauma has affected every part of your existence and how to weave a new web of life that isn't ruled by the past. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So I have to be honest with you, this isn't a typical podcast episode. Um, I am recording this on Friday, June 25th. It is the day after the full moon in June, which was the strawberry moon. And it is also the day after I just finished launching my new course, Belief Beyond the Binary. And oh my gosh, the last seven weeks, eight weeks of my life have been building up kind of slowly. Like eight weeks ago, I was starting to write out the framework for belief beyond the binary. I was planning to make it a workshop at that time. And the more I worked on it, the more downloads I got, the more that came through that needed to be part of the course or sorry, the workshop. And I ended up writing so much that I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to teach all of this in an hour or hour and a half long workshop. It has to be a course. And so I started writing the framework for a course and it was my first ever course to write and release. And I've been an online entrepreneur for seven years. And this is my first course to release. It's been a dream of mine to write and release a course and I did it. So I made one of my own dreams come true and that feels really good. The launch was very successful. I'm so excited for the new students of Belief Beyond the Binary to unpack binary belief systems and why our nervous systems are so attracted to them and the role that social media plays in fueling binary belief systems and how to reclaim their authenticity and sovereignty and their power by learning to set boundaries with people who are still under the influence of binary belief systems and aren't yet ready to break free themselves. So I have a whole new group of students for this brand new course, and I'm so honored and grateful that the universe led us to each other so that we could share our healing medicine with each other. And, you know, I've, I shared this on Instagram that the information that came through for belief beyond the binary to exist is definitely built on my own lived experience of being part of the cult of evangelical Christianity. But just as much credit for writing this course has to go to God, source, spirit, universal consciousness, whatever you call that, because it writing this course wasn't just about meeting a need that we have in the collective for healing from binary belief systems. And we absolutely have that need. And I didn't realize that need was there until the information for this course started flowing through. So yes, universal consciousness, God, source, spirit, whatever you call it, was definitely instrumental in that. But 
because the universe wants us to be healed and well, writing that course was just as much for my own healing and transformation as it is for the people who become students and take the course themselves. Like every day that I have been working on that course for the past eight weeks, I have had to deal with a lot of old wounds and emotions and trauma responses that have come up. And it's been incredible. I have to say I'm so proud of myself because I conquered some shit writing this course. You guys, I really did. I overcame some stuff. I think I'm still processing what I overcame because I can tell you the resistance was so strong. Oh man, the resistance was so strong. Every day I felt like it was a struggle to pull myself down to my office. And then it was a struggle to know what I wanted to get done that day. And then it was a struggle to cross things off the to-do list. And then it was a struggle to, to make myself focus. I mean, it was a struggle and it wasn't because I wasn't inspired The thing is, is I was inspired. I had divine inspiration to write Belief Beyond the Binary, to co-create Belief Beyond the Binary with consciousness. Like I know that that's what came through. What was struggling wasn't my higher self that was channeling this information through. What was struggling was my pain body that has these rejection wounds and scarcity wounds and you know, various wounds from trauma, from childhood, from life shit, where I have these internal limiting beliefs that I'm not enough. I'm not educated enough. I don't have letters behind my name. So why should what I have to say matter? Why would anybody even think I'm credible enough to speak on this as an authority? Um, Nobody's going to buy this course. Nobody's going to want to pay for this course. They're going to think it's too expensive. They're not going to think it's worth it. I'm not worth it because I don't have letters behind my name, so I shouldn't get paid as much. I mean, you guys, the pain body was chatty. And I'll tell you what, I I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but um, on one of the psychedelic trips that I have done, uh, my best friend actually named my ego, my pain body. Her name is Barbara. (laughs) Her name is Barbara. And let me tell you something. Barbara is a critical bitch. Like she will find something wrong with the most perfect situations and she will focus on it. And she will never think that she is good enough or that what she puts out into the world is up to snuff. She will always find a reason to say that what she has put into the world is less than what it really is. And Barbara likes to be right and Barbara likes for other people to be wrong. And Barbara was quite loud during this course creation. Barbara was reminding me every day that there are still parts of me that don't believe I'm worthy, that don't believe I'm enough, that don't believe it's okay to be paid to do what I love. There are still those unhealed parts of me. And that is why I say that the universe wanted this course to come through for you just as much as it did for me, because 
these wounds in me still need to be healed. And, and I've done healing work around these very things, but that's, I think it's so important that I tell you that no matter how much work you've done, the work never ends. It never ends. And that's why we have to live lifestyles that allow us the time and space to do this work. Because it takes time and space. And when we have lives that require us to give more than 60% of our time to a desk or to a boss or to a manager, and then the rest of our time is spent running errands, trying to sleep somewhere in the middle of all of that, and trying to eat, then we don't have the time and the space to heal. And healing takes time and space. And I know there's a whole direction that we could go in that conversation that has to do with privilege and and differences in class and inequality of, you know, unequal wealth distribution. Like I know that there's all sorts of directions that we can go to and, and I'm not feeling like I need to go in those directions. I'm simply saying that wherever we can begin to change our lifestyles and reorient our lifestyles so that they are more aligned with living a lifestyle of healing. And I don't mean healing like health and wellness, like we're, you know, constantly watching our diets and taking our supplements and, you know, monitoring our daily steps and calorie counts and, you know, uh, how many calories we've burned and all of that. Like, that's not what I mean whenever I say living a lifestyle that supports healing. I mean that the deeper healing, more than the physical body healing, the spiritual, emotional, ancestral healing requires time and space. And it is just as much rest as it is work because it takes a lot of energy when Barbara starts to pipe up and tell me that my course is not good enough and that I suddenly need, air quotes there, suddenly need to run an errand. Um, So she's trying to find ways to distract me because working on this and completing this feels like success and success feels unfamiliar. Um, When Barbara pipes in and she gets pissed off when the technology doesn't work or the link didn't save or the post didn't save or the image was the wrong size. She's constantly finding a reason to be upset over the smallest thing. That's what I've been dealing with for the past eight weeks behind the scenes. That's what you haven't seen. That's what you haven't seen for anyone who is an online entrepreneur and puts themselves out there in this way, whether they're in a trauma healing slash spirituality space or not. That's what every online creator is struggling with every single time they put something out there. And I think every time it gets a little easier. So I fully expect the next time I release a course and there will be a next time, I fully expect that it will be so much easier because I've already laid the framework for a lot of things. And I've already healed those parts of me that held me back from finishing what I started in the past, because this wasn't the first course I've ever started to write but it is the first one I've ever completed. And so in that way, it has been truly healing and transformational because I proved to my pain body that it could go through the uncomfortable sensations of creating a course while feeling a lack of credibility and that it could do it and release it and that people actually would buy it. And so 
I think if I could tell you anything about belief beyond the binary, it would be that yes, it teaches you to identify binary belief systems. Yes, you'll learn how to be more mindful and intentional about your social media usage. Yes, it has great information and practices on setting boundaries and even sample scripts that you can use for setting boundaries. There's videos, embodiment practices. There's like 20 journaling prompts. I mean, this is a fantastic course. And yes, it it does all of these things. But for me, holistic trauma healing is any work that points you back toward yourself to learn to trust yourself again. Because that's what binary belief systems rob us of. They rob us of our ability to trust ourselves. Evangelical Christianity teaches us that the heart is wicked above all things and that we can't trust it and that we have to trust in God and lean not on our own understanding. And toxic wellness culture teaches us that we can't trust our cravings. And if we give in to our cravings, we call it cheating. And woke divism, the woke left, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, they don't let us trust ourselves because if we did, then we wouldn't follow the mainstream woke narrative of what social activism is supposed to look like, particularly on social media. And there's all of this emphasis on looking outside of yourself for how to know what to do or what to say or what to post on your feed or even how to feel about something. And we've lost touch with ourselves. We've just completely lost touch with ourselves and everyone else's voice telling us what to do has become louder than our own internal voice of our highest selves. And so belief beyond the binary is about getting all that bullshit out of the way and coming back to yourself, thinking for yourself. You can't think for yourself if you don't trust yourself. You can't set boundaries if you don't trust yourself. You can't ask questions if you don't trust yourself. You can't, you can't do anything if you can't heal if you don't trust yourself. Because your healing doesn't matter what doctor, what therapist, what counselor, what program you use. If you don't trust that you can heal, you won't heal if you don't trust yourself to do it. And so that is what belief beyond the binary is at its core. And I can promise you as long as this podcast exists and as long as my current work remains in the sort of niche that it's in, all of my work will point you back to yourself because We cannot be authentic, autonomous, sovereign beings with the the level of mistrust that we have for ourselves currently, where we're always looking outside of ourselves to know who to be and what to wear and how to think and how to feel and what to post and who to be friends with because we're constantly looking on the outside of ourselves because we don't trust ourselves. So I promise you, any work that I put out there will always point you back to yourself to trust yourself. And I trusted myself to write belief beyond the binary. And I trusted the timing of it. I trusted what was coming through. And I I pushed past the imposter syndrome, the rejection wound, the scarcity wound, 
push past it. And I'm not going to say that they're totally healed, but they're more healed now than they were when I started writing Belief Beyond the Binary. And I expect that the next time I release a course or some other big project, they're going to heal even more because they'll come up again and again and again. And each time they'll come up in different ways. The pain body is sneaky. Sometimes it never presents itself in the same way twice. But the point is, is I now have self-trust in myself in an area that I didn't have self-trust before. And that is the part of my business where I truly wanted to write a course and I had started several courses several times, but I never finished. And it's because I never sat with the discomfort of those wounds that were coming up. I wasn't even aware of them. This was before I started practicing awareness and awakening my consciousness. But this time those old wounds came up and I recognized them as old wounds instead of as, oh, it's just my personality. Oh, it's just because I have brain fog, you know, making excuses for it. I actually recognized it for what it was. I'm telling you, Barbara is tricky. She will make excuses. Our egos make excuses for why we can't do something, including why we can't heal. And so in the vein of trusting myself, I have been feeling in my body and in my intuition that I need to be taking a break. And I don't necessarily mean a break from the podcast, but I have been writing a course nonstop for eight weeks (laughs) and I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. Um, But I've been feeling like I'm going to write this course and I know as soon as the course is finished that I have to take a break. And let me tell you something, Barbara, my pain body, does not like it when I take breaks because Barbara, remember, she complains about everything and she's a judgmental bitch. And so Barbara, (laughs) Barbara likes to tell me that I'm being lazy and Barbara likes to tell me that I'm not motivated and that I need to have better self-discipline and that I need to get on a more rigid routine and have a schedule And that I don't need to spend so much time outside because I'm not making money when I'm outside. And Barbara has all kinds of reasons why she doesn't like me to take breaks. And unfortunately, I have listened to Barbara for the majority of my life. And that led to all kinds of burnout and exhaustion and physical, mental, and spiritual sickness. Um, And so as I've been healing these past couple of years, Um, I have gotten better at listening to myself and trusting myself and being able to hear my highest self sort of, you know, I hear it in my body. I don't know how to explain it. If you know, you know, but it's just these inner knowings, you know, it's like a sudden knowing I need to rest. I can't keep this up forever. I'm getting tired. If I don't stop, I'm going to burn out. Like it's just these inner knowings and they're not based in fear. Like there's no physical, visceral fear response. They're just based in this like very neutral piece of information. Just like this is what you need to do. It's not right and it's not wrong. It just is. That's the best way that I know how to describe it. But I've been feeling it since before I finished the course. I mean, I was really starting to putter out on my energy before, because as I said, even though I wasn't having trouble with the information that was coming through, I was emotionally putting in a lot of work to keep 
pushing past my comfort zone and keep widening my window of tolerance and leaning into those uncomfortable feelings every time Barbara was telling me that I wasn't enough and that I wasn't smart enough and that I couldn't do this and that no one would buy it. So that was a lot of emotional labor um, for myself and it was 100% worth it. But I'm tired. (laughs) I'm fucking tired. And so it's Friday night, and as I said, the full moon was last night, and so we are at the stage of the moon, which is right after the full moon. It's called the disseminating moon, and it's when the the light of the full moon is just beginning to start dimming, so it's not yet a, uh, a waning gibbous moon. It's a disseminating moon. It's just barely, you know, barely there, or barely gone, I guess. And so uh, every Friday night we do a, a sauna and we have a ceremony where we light candles and we have our crystals out and we draw cards. And so tonight I was very drawn to my Moonology card deck and I will link to this deck in the show notes. I really, really like this particular deck so much and it was really the only one that I was drawn to choose from tonight. And so I shuffled the deck and I drew my card. And wouldn't you know, the card that I drew is literally called the disseminating moon. And it has a beautiful picture of a a full moon that's just barely started to lose some of its light. And then it's sort of sitting in like a hazy sky with like different shades of deep, blue mixed with aqua with like a tree line of spruce trees and balsam trees. It kind of looks like where I live, to be honest. Um, and, and maybe that's why I think it's so beautiful, but also it's like my favorite colors because it's all these different shades of blue and I love blue. It's my favorite color. And so um, anyway, but it's called the disseminating moon and the card says, take time to breathe out. And so I actually have the the book from the Oracle deck so I can read to you the full uh, description or the full meaning of this card. So it says, the intensity of the full moon has abated and what are we left with? That's what this card is asking you. It suggests that the situation you're asking about has now peaked and it's time for you to regroup and learn from your experiences rather than blindly forging ahead. Have faith that what is happening is for the best. Try to accept the way things are now and give yourself and others time out to relax. Breathe. We can't be on all the time. If you feel you've hit an obstacle or even failed in some way, now is time to reflect on how to do things differently next time. Be honest with yourself if you feel bad about your current situation and then remind yourself that life goes in cycles. You are where you are and it's okay. You need to take some time out for your own good. Avoid falling into a slump. And then it says, the disseminating moon is the first moon phase after the explosion of energy that comes with the full moon. No matter when you pick this card, it suggests you're at a more tranquil point in the life cycle of whatever situation you're asking about. This is not the ideal time to start something new. The disseminating moon is the time to breathe out, give yourself some time off, and think about what has passed. I mean, holy shit, you guys. Honestly. Like I drew this card on the actual day of the disseminating moon on the actual day after I've launched my course, I've completed it. Things have been kind of crazy for a while. And it's like that situation has climaxed. It has peaked and we are now on the downhill (laughs) 
and I have been feeling that I'm tired and it is time to rest, relax, and chill out. And then I draw this card. And this is why I love the the trust and the surrender that I've been able to have not only in myself, but also in the universe, which is myself. Like I am God and you are God. My highest self and your highest self are the same God. Um, And so the more I trust in that, which is trusting in my highest self, the more I am led in directions that are supportive of the life that I want to live, which includes being able to have the time and space for healing. And so I can work for eight weeks and push, 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 push. And then thankfully I'm going to be able to take off, you know, the next couple of weeks and recharge and rest and play in my garden and explore the woods and be outside. And, um, And before I did trauma healing work and learned about my nervous system and also awakened to my spiritual self, my conscious self, um, before all of that, I didn't listen. Whenever I felt tired, I took that as a sign of weakness and I would push myself even further. And being exhausted all the time was like a badge of honor because everyone else I knew was exhausted all the time. So it would have been weird if I wasn't exhausted all the time. Um, but I just didn't listen to myself, you know, and I don't even know, I can't even say that I had those inner knowings that I described a moment ago because I think that the, the mind chatter was so endless and loud that I had drowned out the voice of my own intuition, um, and my conditioning because of you know, religion and being a woman in the South and, um, all of the other things in my life that had led up to that point, that conditioning that had sort of taught me that it wasn't okay to rest and it wasn't okay to stop or take time for myself or, um, you know, any of those things. And so I also think it's so interesting that I can look back over the patterns of my life and I can realize that I have been living out my human design projector type for my whole life. Um, Not always aligned with it, but like the patterns have been there. And so I am brand new to human design and actually I am recording this episode instead of publishing an episode where I was interviewing someone about human design and I will publish that episode. In fact, I'll probably publish it next week, but, um, I just didn't have the bandwidth to edit and write show notes and all of that for a podcast this week. It's just, I just didn't have the energy. And so I decided instead of releasing nothing that I would just come down and riff and record something without editing at all. So this is the raw, (laughs) this is the raw version of this podcast unedited. Um, so anyway, back to the human design stuff. So I'm just barely scratching the surface of human design. And honestly, I've been so busy working on the course that I haven't had the time that I would like to have to learn more about human design. And, uh, but I do know that I am a one, three projector 
And if you don't know anything about human design, this is definitely not the episode where I'm going to explain what it is to you. I'm still figuring it out myself. And as I said, I've already interviewed someone for the podcast where we talk about human design and what it is and what it means. And so that episode will hopefully air next week. But what I learned about projectors, which is my type. So like 20% of the population are projectors and when you see a human design body graph, which is what it's called, um, there are different energy centers around the body and whether or not those energy centers are defined or undefined is what makes you your human design type. And so what makes me a projector type is that my sacral chakra is open And that's, so it's an open energy center. Now I could have other energy centers open and I honestly can't remember if I do or if I don't, but the thing that all projectors have in common is that their sacral center is open. And so that means that projectors don't generate their own energy. And I still don't really know how to, um, explain what generating your own energy means, but projectors are known as non-energy types. And that means that they're not on the planet to be the worker bees. Um, The type in human design that is on the planet to be the workers is called generators. And so the majority of the population are generators and, um, but projectors are not. And so we are not here to just work, 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 work. We don't have the energy type to be able to work constantly or consistently the way that a generator can. And so um, we have to study and be informed and then we have to use our energy wisely. And then after we've used our energy, we actually have to pull back and go recharge because we don't have that closed sacral chakra. So we're always like losing energy unless we're replenishing it. Um, and if we don't follow this, we can suffer from serious exhaustion, which will lead to illness and bitterness and unforgiveness towards other people. Um, and it's just because our role is not to be able to keep up energetically with the generator type and the manifester, which is another, uh, open, sorry, closed energy type of human design. Um, so anyway, what I've learned though about projectors is, or or for about myself, since learning that I'm a projector is that I can look back and see patterns in my life where I had a lot of energy and I had a lot of creativity and I got stuff done. And then when that energy would run out, I knew the energy would run out and I would begin to get frustrated and bitter towards myself or towards other people because I wasn't able to sustain that energy output and creativity. And now I can see that that was me. I mean, whether it's a human design type or not, like I'm not trying to say that because I'm a projector that that's the excuse that I have for why I do this. I'm just saying it helps that something can be so descriptive to mirror to me um, with an explanation of sort of what I was experiencing. And so I didn't have the awareness or the trust in myself then to 
realize that my energy had run out, that my creativity had run out, that I was feeling drained, that I couldn't sustain this constant productivity. And so I didn't stop. I just didn't stop. I just kept going. And at the expense of my mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, and I would also say at the expense of the health of some of my relationships and even like you know, less time spent with my family, with my kids, because I had to constantly be busy. And I know that there was a lot of trauma behind that and a lot of, um, you know, that cleaning and, and being constantly productive and busy was a way that I found like my worth and I based my worth on my productivity. And so when I wasn't being productive, the inner narrative that I had was that I was less worthy because I was less productive. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. There's a lot of trauma in there. I'm sure you can hear that, but learning about being a projector and then understanding the way that the energy of a projector works helped me explain a lot of how I have felt through my life. And I just recently, actually today, found out that projectors should sleep alone because they are open energy types. And so that some of the other, uh, some of the other types like the generators and the manifesting generators that have these sort of constant flows of energy um, can rub off on <laughs> on projectors and make our sleep worse. And this, I will link to the article that I found this in, in the show notes in case you're interested in reading, but it actually said that the best way for a projector to sleep is alone. And it's so our energy centers can be recharged in the right way and we're not getting energy or our energy isn't being drained from the higher limitless energy types like the manifestors and the generators. Um, so I don't want to bore you with any more human design talk because if you don't know what I'm talking about, then then you've made it through this far and I'm really proud of you if you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, it's crazy because my husband and I have been sleeping in separate rooms for two years. I've been sleeping by myself for two years and I have no plans to ever go back to sleeping with my husband again. And it's not that my husband and I don't love each other. We have a fantastic relationship. We are very, very intimate. And um, our sleeping arrangement has has nothing to do with that. In fact, I would say that we're actually both happier because we sleep apart, because we sleep better. And because we like have our own space and we can sleep the way we want to sleep and we don't have to worry about waking the other person up or keeping another person up or, you know, whatever. And it's just like, it's set us free from a lot of marital shit to share or to separate our bedrooms. And so, um, he sleeps downstairs and I sleep upstairs and it's a fantastic arrangement and we both love it and we plan to continue it for a long time. But it's just so interesting that I've already been sleeping by myself for two years and loving it. And then I read today that projectors are supposed to sleep alone. <laughs> so, um, again, like, because I trusted my body and I trusted myself to know that I wanted to sleep by myself. Um, I was in alignment with my highest self and I was able to trust the messages that were coming through. Like it's even, even things like that. So in case I've lost you, all of this is coming back to self-trust. And the more we learn about ourselves, the more we can trust ourselves, which is why I'm a fan of things like human design and astrology and the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs and like those types of things. I think that knowing those things about ourselves, the more we know about ourselves, the more we can trust ourselves. And I think we run the risk of putting our trust in those types of things, in Ayurveda, in astrology, in you know the Enneagram, in human design, rather than 
you know, if we're not careful, it could become a binary belief system. Like anything can become a binary belief system. And so as long as our trust is rooted in ourselves and we're grounded and centered in ourselves, then we can use those different things like human design and astrology and personality tests and all of these things. We can use those as ways to learn more about ourselves in, in a way that leads us back to our highest self. And then of course, if we're in ego or if we become obsessive about it, or if we're not grounded in ourselves and in our self-trust, then those things can become ideologies that we latch onto, which is of course, that's the danger, or I don't want to say the danger, but that's the risk that you run with any kind of ideology or, or belief system, even if it's not an ideology, it can become one. Um, so anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, um, but it, I just want to come back to self-trust and one of the ways, the biggest ways that I know that I am healing is because I am learning to trust myself more and more and more. And the more I trust myself, the more I actually hear from my highest self. So even in small things, my highest self can come through and be heard. And then in the bigger things, it's like easy. It's almost easy. Um, because the decision isn't as hard. When I'm following my intuition, I can understand that there might be consequences to the decision, but it can still be an easy decision to make when it comes from a place in my higher self because there's no fear involved. Even if it's a hard decision, there's no fear involved. I guess that's probably a better way of putting it than saying it's easy. It's it's not oftentimes not easy, but I can do it because there's less fear, if that makes sense. So, um, Anyway, I, I'm just, I'm listening. I'm listening to the messages that are coming through from my highest self that have been coming through for about a week now. And I knew I had to push through and finish the course and I did. And now I am not going to listen to Barbara. I am not going to push through, power through, overachieve and keep being productive. I don't even know what I would work on next. Like my creativity is totally spent at this moment. And so I'm listening to the message to rest. And like I said, I don't think that means I'm not going to be publishing the podcast. Like I I can still publish the podcast, but I won't be writing new material. I'm going to be taking a few steps back from social media, not totally off, but less time on it. Um, and just spending more time outside and with myself and, you know, um, it's time for me to recharge my energy. My projector energy is, is spent. And so, and I thought it was so cool that I drew this card about the disseminating moon and it's, it's affirming to me again, what my highest self already knew. And I've been seeing numbers, repeating numbers everywhere. Oh my gosh. For the last two weeks. I mean, I'm not even surprised when I see these repeating numbers anymore. I'm not even surprised. I even had someone who I was emailing with notice and she would reply back to me. You sent that email at 3:33. She sent me that one day. And then the next time she said, you sent that email at 1144. Like she was even noticing that the times, the the repeating numbers were in the timestamps of the emails. I mean, they've been on my phone. They've been on my clock. They've been on my computer. They've been, even in my Instagram following, like yesterday, in fact, I hit 4,444 followers. And it's just, it's just been crazy how I've been seeing these repeating numbers everywhere. And what that means to me, what, what repeating numbers mean to me is that those are just little kisses from the universe that I'm on the right path. And very often, whenever I'm thinking about posting something on social media, I will open the file on my phone and add it to Instagram. And 
today I did that and I happened to catch the time and it said uh, 3.33. And that's when I hit the post button. And of course you can't see that on Instagram because it doesn't do a timestamp that way. But like, that's how I knew. Like I'm seeing this repeating number and there's only a few times in a day that you can catch a repeating number. It's not like it's, you know, in every single minute of the clock, you only get it a few times. And so for me, it was like a little kiss from the universe to just say, yes, like post it, like you're on the right track. You know, it's like breadcrumbs. And so when I've thought about rest multiple times, I've looked up and I've seen repeating numbers somewhere. So it just, it confirms to me over and over what I already know. My highest self already knew it. And then I'm able to see repeating numbers or signs from a tarot card deck or other signs around that, yeah, it's time to rest. And so I wanted to record this special podcast episode because A, I'm not going to edit it. So it's less work for me because that's being in alignment with my higher self telling me to rest. And B, because I just wanted you to hear from me, not as an expert or as an authority or even as a healer, but just as a person who is still going through the things. And maybe you can't tell by what I post on social media or what I talk about that I do still have struggles in my life and I am still dealing with my ego pain body named Barbara. Like those things don't go away no matter how much work you do. And what's important for me is to create a life for myself where I am able to do this work and have the time and space to do this work so that when my highest self speaks, I'm able to act on it and I don't have to arrange a bunch of stuff in my life or put a bunch of people out in order to do it. And I think that's what keeps us from taking that next step into whatever it is, even if it's not like specifically a healing step, but whatever that next step is, like we always have these excuses of, oh, I just don't have time for that right now. When I'm less busy, I'll do that. I don't have time to start a new protocol right now. I don't have time to find a new therapist right now. I don't have time to, you know, start that couch to 5k program right now. I don't have time. Like, you know, we're always saying we don't have time for these things. And it's so normal to say that. And I'm just at a place in my life and it took healing to get here. Like I had to heal my view of myself and see myself as worthy, worthy enough to be able to believe this about myself because from a place of unworthiness, it's easy to believe, well, yeah, everybody has to work 40 hours a week. Like that's the only way that we can survive. We have to pay our bills and that's the only way, you know, like it, it took unlearning or unprogramming those autopilot messages that in order to be able to provide financially that I had to sit at a desk for 40 hours a week and find a job that had like, you know, benefits and all of these things. And, and yes, those are great. And, and of course, if you have a job with benefits, you should be very grateful for it. And I'll just be really honest with you. My, my job, this job does not have any benefits. Um, so if, if you believe that everyone should have benefits, then, um, you're invited to become a monthly supporter of the podcast for as little as $5 a month. So I'll go ahead and plug that in. 
But um, I just think that when we don't trust ourselves, our view of what is possible is so much smaller because we don't have the trust in ourselves to know anything outside of that limited perspective. So if you only trust yourself with one or two options, then one or two options is all you actually have. But when you trust yourself unconditionally, then all of a sudden you have infinite possibilities. You have more than one or two options. And so for me, I chose the option where I could live a life that allowed me to be able to have the space and the time to heal while also being able to do something that I absolutely love and that allows me to be my own boss and be in a healing space and do things that are in alignment with my values. So for me, it worked out well and being able to get to that place started a long time ago with learning how to trust myself again, remembering that I could trust myself. And so I think that self-trust is one of the biggest signs that we are healing from trauma. Like that is the work. The work is learning how to trust ourselves again. And of course, like as you set boundaries, you learn to trust yourself. But as you learn to trust yourself more, you become more confident in your boundaries. I mean, it's a reciprocal process. It's never ending. Like everything builds upon the next thing and upon the next thing. And so the more you do these things, the more trust you have in yourself, the more trust you have in yourself, the more you do the things, you know, it's a beautiful, um, reciprocating cycle. It's just amazing. And I am physically living in that cycle right now because I've been doing the things and I was putting out something that is meant to transform you and in the process, it ended up transforming me. So again, it was that beautiful reciprocal process and now it is time for me to rest and all the messages are pointing to rest and one of the ways I know I'm healing is that I'm trusting myself to hear the messages that are coming through and I'm not trying to tune them out or distract myself from them or tell them to shut up. And I'm actually telling Barbara to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, Barbara, go back to sleep. <laughs> you need a nap, honey. Um, so anyway, that's really all I have for you this week. And um, next week, I have Melissa Kirk, who is an expert in human design. And she is on the podcast. And we are talking all about human design. I mean, I don't know that it's possible to talk about all of human design in like one 40 minute podcast episode, but it is a good start. And if you haven't heard of human design yet, you can generate a free body graph that will tell you your type. Just Google it um, and you'll find something um, or search human design on Instagram and there's all kinds of fun, fun accounts to follow. Um, so anyway, I just, I just wanted to come on and share the process of self-trust that I've been going through as well as, um, you know, just knowing that I can trust myself even to rest. And if my highest self is telling me to rest, then that means that I have what I need to be able to rest. And I don't have to fear the lack of productivity because in my unhealed, unworthy, scarce state, if I wasn't working, I wasn't making money and I wouldn't have enough to live. But in this state of self-trust, of self-trust, which equals trust in God, the universe, source, whatever, from that space, 
I know that everything is already worked out and I'm already taken care of and working more isn't necessarily going to make me more money. And even if it did, what good is it if I'm too tired that I can't enjoy the life I've made for myself, you know? So trust yourself even in the rest, even in the resting period. The doing nothing is just as important and just as much a part of the process as doing something. And I've been doing something for eight straight weeks and now it's time for a little bit of do nothing. So I'm just going to give you this unedited podcast episode and I hope that in some small way it supports you. I would love to hear from you. You can always reach out on Instagram. My handle is at I am Lindsay Lockett. Uh, there will not be traditional show notes for this episode, but I will post links to the card deck and the human design articles that I mentioned, as well as the transcript on the website, since this is technically a podcast episode. And, uh, the final thing is that belief beyond the binary is finished and ready for you. So, The course has six modules. You could do, I think it has 28 lessons. You could do a lesson a day if you had the time. You could also get through one module in a week. So you could complete the whole course in six weeks or you could complete the whole course in 28 days if you were able to do a lesson a day. Um, The price is $222. That is the investment the investment for Belief Beyond the Binary is $222. And with that investment, you are getting lifetime forever and instant access to all of the course materials, the lessons, the videos, the guided meditations, the embodiment practices. It's all there for you so that you can go through the course as quickly or as slowly as you need to go. You can revisit lessons. You can rewatch videos. You can do the guided meditations as many times as you want to. Um, So for $222, you get the entire course from start to finish. You don't have to wait for modules to be released via email. It's all yours the moment you buy. And when you purchase Belief Beyond the Binary, I'm also going to give you three months for free in my private online community, the Trauma Healers Circle. And there are many benefits to being part of the circle. Currently, membership is closed except to people who purchase Belief Beyond the Binary. Buying Belief Beyond the Binary gets you in the door, but there's no other way to join the circle at this time. So circle members have perks. The perks are access to a members-only community forum. This is off social media. It is privately hosted by us, so it is very safe. And it is a place where you can ask questions, receive support. There are several members of the circle community going through Belief Beyond the Binary. And so if you become a member for three months during um, that course, then you have the forum at your disposal to be able to receive support and ask questions and talk with other people as you're all going through Belief Beyond the Binary together. In addition to access to the community forum, circle members also get two bonus podcast episodes per month. These episodes are not available anywhere else for the general public. They are in the member area only and circle members get access to those and 
Every month we have a Zoom call with the circle and we chat, we get to know each other, we check in. Um, Sometimes I have a special guest who will come and teach us about something or um, present something to us that's really fun. And then as soon as you join the circle, you have access to all of the past recorded Zoom calls and all of the past bonus episodes. So you get everything. Um, So you can go to lindsaylockett.com forward slash BBB, as in the letter boy, three times, and that will tell you more about Belief Beyond the Binary. And if you would like, you can invest and join us in the circle as well as receive these truly transformational course materials. I'm not even tooting my own horn by saying that. They really are transformational. And I know they're transformational because just creating them and putting them out there to you transformed me. I mean, this course has potential, y'all. It really does. I could see it becoming a movement to just really throw off these oppressive binary systems and get back to trusting ourselves and quit trusting systems and bullies to tell us how to think and how to feel and what to post and who our friends should be. Like, no, we are sovereign beings. You are a sovereign being. It is your right to think for yourself and to trust yourself, even if what yourself is telling you to do is not popular or is not politically correct. So that's all I have for you this evening. Um, I am now going to go to bed and turn on Manifest on Netflix. My husband and I are binging it. Um, Sometimes I feel like the acting is a little bit cheesy, but it's got a good story. And um, if you liked Lost, you would like Manifest, although I really hope Manifest doesn't end as ridiculously as Lost did. But so far, so good. And we're almost through season one. So that's what I'm going to go do. Like I said, it's Friday night when I'm recording this, but you're going to listen to it for the first time on Sunday if you listen to the episodes religiously when they come out. Um, So I hope wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, that you are well. And thank you so much for being here um, for this special, unplanned, unedited episode. And next week, we should be back with your regularly scheduled programming. Did you enjoy the show? Awesome. Here's what you can do next. First, make sure you're subscribed. Second, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few moments to rate the podcast. Finally, you can partner with me to keep putting this healing information into the world. For just $5 per month, you will help keep the show ad-free and freely available. If you want to go deeper and connect with me and other trauma healers in community, I invite you to join the Trauma Healers Circle. This community is where the magic happens. You get access to bonus podcast episodes, monthly Zoom calls, and most importantly, you'll find your people. Go to lindsaylockett.com forward slash circle to join.